0: Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. You can find out more about me and my work as an intuitive guide and spiritual teacher at karenhager.com. Now then, how much breathing room do you give your creativity? Do you allow experimentation, time to play with colors, or to sing a song you just made up right now on the spot? Spirit speaks to us and through us in the most unexpected ways. And by honoring our curiosity and sense of play, I believe we're also honoring the divine in us. My guest on today's show is Karen Kinney. She says that at its core, creativity is a spiritual practice that fosters our own transformation and leads to our liberation. It challenges us to find our voice befriend our doubts, and to dwell fully in the present moment. Karen says that as we learn to grow still and embrace what's in front of us, we reclaim our power, and then we can begin to live life from a place of fullness. Are you ready to meet her? Karen Kinney is a best-selling author, internationally exhibited artist, and teacher living in Mexico. At her core, she's a mystic and guide, channeling wisdom through her creative work. She's pursued a multifaceted art career and is the author of the new book, Doorways to Transformation, Everyday Wisdom for the Creative Soul. Karen has studied contemplative spirituality for more than 20 years and taught about creative freedom and inner transformation in Hong Kong, Mexico, and the U.S. You can find out more about Karen and her work at karenkinney.com. Karen, welcome to Out of the Fog. Uh, Thank you, Karen. I'm really happy to be here today. I'm glad you're here too. So I was out walking Maisie the dog, which is one of my sort of spiritual practices because um, it's something that I do every day, whether I want to or not, because, you know, dog needs a walk. It's something I do every day. It's a practice and it's a great time to to think. So I was out walking Maisie the dog and thinking about our conversation. And I was wondering, why do you feel we make such excuses to not make time for creativity in our daily lives? What is it in us that when somebody starts to talk about creativity, we might get all nervous or kind of shameful or put it off or not feel like it's important? Mm, Yeah, that's a really good question. And um,
1: well, I think there's maybe several things that could contribute to our hesitation. And I I think one would be just the cultural emphasis of the US on you know money and mm-hmm. um commerce and often you know creativity can certainly be a conduit through which to make money but there isn't always an easy innate connection to money making I'll say that it's a it's a more challenging field to make income in so I think that could be maybe a reason number 1 that it's like oh well this isn't a real a quote real pursuit and when I say real pursuit or real work or that's defined usually by money in the states that's kind of a harsh reality but I think another reason could be our own maybe fear at or maybe insecurity around thinking that we can even associate ourselves with the word creative Mm -hmm. Uh, because when we start talking about creativity we can have all these um kind of images come up of what that means. Well, that means someone who's like a professional musician or someone who is a painter, or kind of these more standard traditional categories of the arts, when in actuality, you know, creativity is a human trait. And it's kind of, um, we all have a creative imprint in our soul that can come out in a billion different ways. But I think a lot of times we're not taught to look at it that way or taught to see our innate divine creativity, uh, because we think, well, if I don't, if I'm not a potter, you know whatever the category, then i I don't know how to make art. and it's like, well, it's not even about art. It's really about our
0: ability to create with the divine that's yeah, well, and the divine creates in us as well. so mm-hmm. it's a it's a dance, isn't it? at least as as mm-hmm. I feel it the the divine is working in us, and we are we're in that dance. and one of the expressions of that dance might be the things that we create. Mm -hmm. For people listening who are saying, well, easy for Karen Kinney to say, right? She is a painter. Easy for Karen Hager to say, because I am well known for my strange, misshapen (laughs) projects. Easy for Karen Mm -hmm. to say she's surrounded by yarn. What are Mm -hmm. some of the ways in which people might be creative and not realize it? Yeah, I think, We create whenever we allow
1: inspiration to flow through us. So back to your analogy of this being a dance with the divine. um, Whenever these aha moments that we have in our spirit that come to us throughout the day about anything, for me, it's like letting a force of life or inspiration flow through us and then express in the outer world. So that'd be a very broad definition. Um, But I think, A lot of times our own creativity is signaled by these kind of like a quickening in our spirit. I might call it that, you know, Mm -hmm. and that could um, be expressed in the world in in really any form through anything that we feel called to uh, work on uh, a conversation. We feel prompted to have with someone um, a sense of uh, mission, like with something we want to create with other people in the world. You know, it could have a lot of applications, but. It's kind of an inner,
0: an inner knowing. And there's a shift sometimes as, as we deepen, as we maybe begin, start, or, or live into spiritual practice, there's a shift that happens when we allow ourselves to feel that quickening and then give ourselves permission to respond because I bet all of us. So whenever I say us, I mean, you know, me too, (laughs) I bet, I bet all of us, have had that experience of feeling an idea or getting an inspiration or having an intuition hit or feeling something start to flow and saying, no, 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 not now. I got to get these papers off. Not now. I got to go do this. Not now. So there's something beautiful in the almost like the completion of that circle from the inspiration and then our realizing the inspiration and then the freedom to act on it.
1: Yes, exactly. And I think that what you just said, the freedom to act on it. To me, that's really key for the whole, the entire creative process is permission and freedom that we give ourselves to honor these instincts flowing through us and follow through. And, you know, it might not be in the moment. In the moment, we actually might have something else we have to attend to and that's fine. But it's more taking note of like, ah, this is something of value that just surfaced in my spirit and this is worth my attention. And either now or, you know, at a later date when I can create space, I'm going to give this attention and and find out what this wants to be. You know, what this what does this want to be in the world? It's obviously asking to come through me. So I think, yeah, permission is so huge. Um, but I think that's that's one of the gifts of creativity. It it allows us to practice giving permission for these seeds of inspiration.
0: Mm. Uh, your new book is um, doorways to transformation, and I. It feels to me from reading the book that this book is a kind of about a shift in your own way of expressing your creative ability. Can you say a little bit about that? Hmm. Yeah, I think
1: this book for me was, well, first of all, it was a transition for me, for me moving from fine art as my primary expression to writing. Writing has kind of become my primary medium, I'll call it, uh, through which to express. So this book represented that. But it also, I think, represented a more comprehensive look at all of life in a sense, as right, as being connected to our creativity. So as opposed to seeing creativity in these narrow terms that I mentioned at the beginning, like, oh, you're a painter or a musician or these categories. It's kind of like, no, we're all, we're all creative, but it's also this all of life contributes to our creativity. And so that's why I write about a lot of topics in here that are... Uh, about other things like abundance and transitions and embracing the unknown and kind of uh, more covering more aspects of the fullness of life, because I think it all ties together with our own sense of creativity. So that was um, a shift for me with this book. Mm -hmm.
0: As it was it a little nerve wracking to make that shift and commit to it? Or was it? Did it just flow?
1: No, I think it's, f- for the most part, flowed because it was a longing. I think I um had started to feel my own kind of um allowing myself to be boxed in by the boxes that we as a culture can put around creativity. So that was kind of interesting. So I think this book, for me, it was a longing to move beyond those box-like structures that sometimes we used to define things and to have a more... um full, free, uh, more just comprehensive, full-bodied uh, experience of life as it relates to who we are as creative beings. So it, yeah, I think it, because it came from this sense of longing within me, there there was more often a flow to it because it was, yeah, that's what
0: wanted to come out. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's beautiful. I I was reading one of the entries in your books that was about about subtleness, subtlety, This is a time when we're really divided from it, from each other, when there's not a lot of subtlety, (laughs) when (laughs) a lot of times the outer messaging and the harshness is, um, is given priority because it's shouting so loud, you can't ignore it. That subtlety is missed that whisper, that longing, maybe Mm -hmm. that intuitive sense that maybe there's another path opening. Can you speak just a little bit to that value of, Mm -hmm. of the, of the welcome and the opening that comes in with subtleness? Yeah, I think
1: I mean you're so right too in saying that's a missing quality in today's world. Um, but it's so valuable. I feel like most of life's whispers that are there to liberate us come from this place of subtlety or you know, stillness, which I know is something we'll discuss too, but it's um yeah, I feel like often these these insights of Uh, truth in our own lives, whether it's a new realization for ourselves, for somebody else, for a situation we're in, they never come pounding on our door, right? Or that's not been Mm -hmm. my experience. (laughs) So I think learning to embrace and value and look for subtlety is a really important practice. It's certainly one, a practice in my life, but it's also for me learning to value that way of knowing and also that perhaps that way of being in the world, because it is so um, opposite of the predominant culture we live in right now, of, of the the louder you are. Everything's loud and demanding attention and now and, you know, fairly aggressive, I would say. Whereas subtlety is more this voice of gentleness. It's not placing any demands on you, really. It's I think subtleness, it's more like this invitation, these whispers of invitation to, yeah, other perspectives, a different doorway to consider, um, a fresh voice. And, but. To me, those things always contain life-giving energy. So that's what I, for me, I've learned to really value those things that come more subtly because they're almost always uh, characterized by life.
0: Mm -hmm. You are listening to Out of the Fog and I'm talking with Karen Kinney author and painter and spiritual teacher. Her new book is Doorways to Transformation, Everyday Wisdom for the Creative Soul. And you can find out more about Karen and her work at karenkinney.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-K-I-N-N-E-Y, karenkinney.com. Now you talk and teach about creativity as a spiritual practice. And at the heart of that spiritual practice, it feels to me, is stillness, which is interesting because in our old way of thinking about creativity, like I will make 500 pots by noon and put them on Etsy and make money with them. Mm -hmm. Stillness is very different from that energy of creativity as doing. Mm -hmm. Can you speak into that creativity as a spiritual practice?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think when creativity becomes a spiritual practice first and foremost it, there's just a different value system that comes into play so different things are emphasized which um you know sometimes that can intersect with commerce but it a lot of it just not always it, it's just operating on a different plane maybe i should say that and so i think um creating teaches us to be in process with life and i think one of its huge gifts is that it teaches us that not everything needs to happen immediately mm. um And, you know, that would kind of lead into this, you know, understanding that I know we have on on at least a spiritual plane that all of life is found in the present. So I would say slowing down and learning to be still is what helps us to enter the present. And I think it's really one of the only tools we have for coming fully into the present moment. And so I think in that space, when we're creating or whatever we're engaging with, um, Learning to slow down and embrace stillness helps us to start to notice things, to pay attention to synchronicities. We begin to be aware. um, It's a chance to start to receive guidance, as we talked about before, these kind of subtle whispers of life that can emerge in our creative process. So there's a huge benefit to allowing creativity to teach us as we're partnering with it, as opposed to forcing our external agenda, which is more the way of... um, um, just the high excessive productivity demands of our culture, right? Like you said, I'm going to make 60 pots, get them on my website, do this. And there's nothing wrong with those activities. It's more just like that can sometimes, uh, if that's our only focus with creative work, we miss this spiritual invitation to be in process with
0: life. And there's that idea that out of silence, um, something is being born. Mm. right that dance is happening and when i think of creativity like the word creativity that also suggests to me something being born mm-hmm. so if my job is as the person who makes all the pots and puts them on a website i could be doing that job and not feeling creative anymore mm-hmm. because I, I there's there's nothing new being born so mm-hmm. that stillness that seed of something being born might also help us feel into the what is new in our lives or what is possible or what is true. And, and so with that said, I'm wondering what are some practical ways that we can have creativity be a spiritual practice? Is there something that we can can do or a framework for a little space we can create to let that something new be born? Mm, Yeah. I
1: I mean, I so much agree that I think the heart of creativity is allowing something new to birth through us. And so if we're stewarding a birth, um, that's really a relationship that we need to have kind of a symbiotic partnership with of allowing and being with, and sometimes it happens more quickly. Other times it takes longer. And so I think paying attention is, um, is a practice that helps us um, allow creativity to be a spiritual practice. So for example, if when we're working on a creative project, uh, paying attention to what it wants to be, because I think because it is a birth, it has an identity of something that it wants to be. And so it's our job as the midwife to get in touch with what, you know, we have our own knowing of what we think it is meant to be, but to also listen to what the creation itself wants to be. And that that involves, I think, paying attention you know, paying attention to our intuitive knowing, our inner guidance. Um, And I think being willing to explore and suspend agenda is a good practice too, sometimes to help counter um, the side of creating that's only focused on um, the final outcome or output and uh, when we allow for exploration, we allow ourselves to take a side road. We um, are more open to synchronicities and, um, yeah, we're more open to a winding path as opposed to a straight linear path. I think it's when we adhere rigidly to a straight linear path, or at least the illusion of one, um, that we can miss some of these more deeper waters that of creative exploration that might be calling to us.
0: And there's a part of this too of returning, this is what I think of as part of the one of the keys of spiritual practice, mm-hmm. coming back again and again, like me walking the dog, even if I'd rather not, mm-hmm. coming back again and again and again to those deeper waters, mm-hmm. to that place of birth, to that kind of call and response with spirit. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, are you comfortable sharing any of your spiritual practices, any of the ways? that you keep coming back day after day? Mm, Yeah.
1: Well, for me, um, two things in particular. One would definitely be the practice of creating inner stillness. Um, That's not something that I naturally flow in, so I have to proactively seek that out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So to literally create space, even if I'm just taking 10 minutes or if I have a longer period of time, that's fine too. But um, to still my mind and journaling helps me a lot with that. So writing out all the kind of swirling thoughts or if I'm having anxiety about something or whatever it is that might be hindering me from kind of dropping into a deeper place of peace. I'd say journaling is a practice and then nature is a big one for me. So I also like taking walks um, or going to sit somewhere in nature too. It's That's a very helpful practice for me. It just, it's grounding and recentering me and getting me into um, a space that's anchored uh, more deeply than the
0: kind of surface noise of our world that we have every day. When you're creating as a, as a painter, the work that I've seen of yours is vibrant. It, um it, it leaps and moves and surges and it's so it's alive. Mm-hmm. Um, what you create as, mm-hmm. as you are creating as a painter, do, does that inspiration come from these moments of stillness as well?
1: Yes, I think so. And and so that's another thing that's been helpful for me, as opposed to seeing stillness as on um, this category of like, well, this is a spiritual practice that's good to do. And it's in the should category, which mm-hmm. I do with disciplines in life, right? Yep. Instead, if I can move that into like, no, this is actually the foundation, this is the wellspring of all the things I create, which, you know, it actually is. But for me, I just need to mentally remember that because then I can begin to value the spiritual practice because it is yes it is from that place of quiet and stillness and depth that the seeds of ideas of things to create our birth or and it's also the place that um allows me to actually hear the ideas that want to come forth otherwise it's hard to hear because again our as we said our world can be so chaotic and noisy but yeah it's definitely I would say the wellspring foundational place from which and now, as I'm focusing more on writing,
0: from which writing ideas and inspiration comes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you share in the book that you changed where you live. You moved from l a down to Mexico. And in the book, you talk a little bit about some of the some of the differences. I'm wondering, I'm hearing I feel like everyone I know is moving to Mexico <laughs> at the moment. Can you yeah. share a little bit about your experience there, the way that you felt welcomed there? and how that n- new environment for you or newish environment for you might be um a, a help to your creativity yeah yeah I'd
1: say it's um kind of ushered me into a it's a very different way of living on many levels and there's a very you know I'm living in San Miguel de Allende which is a small town so I should say that because it's the energy of a small town it'd be different if I was um based in a big city but mm-hmm. In this small town, it's a very nurturing kind of feminine energy that pervades the town. And so, and there is kind of very much a natural kind of slowness to life in the sense that things are more allowed to evolve. There's, you don't really feel a sense of urgency here from anything in the culture, actually. Mm -hmm. And so I'd say that's helped me a lot because I kind of, not only am I, have my American cultural bias of urgency and speed and things must happen fast, that's the value system, But my personality is also such that I tend to be a like, you know, make my list of tasks, check them off, chop, 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 get things done. Like um, I'm not naturally good at slowing down. So I think being in an environment where I don't feel this felt sense of urgency has really helped me grow and allowing things to be more in process, allowing my creative work to evolve. You know, when I receive the inspiration for an idea, I'm much more able now to allow it to unfold, to to pay attention to its timeline and not immediately assume that just because I have this idea today, I have to produce it like by next week or next (sighs) month. You know, (laughs) it could be an idea that's going to be born next year. I I don't know. I need to listen to it. But I think being in this culture has allowed me to um, be more okay with process and not have this kind of uh, slight
0: bias against that, you know. How can listeners get in touch with you and find out more? And what can they expect in this book? I found Doorways to Transformation beautifully practical, which is one of my favorite things when a book does that. Mm -hmm. How can listeners find you? And and what can they expect when they pick up this book?
1: Yeah, well, they can uh, find me on my website. And my website has my contact information and social media channels. So that's my name, Karen Kinney, K-I-N-N-E-Y.com. And I think with Doorways to Transformation, my hope is that people find something that um, frees them in their way of thinking a little bit more, that invites them into a more spacious way of being or living, You know, and this can be in regards to their creative work or just in regards to their larger life. But I really hope that people come away just with a sense of possibility, with a renewed sense of uh, possibility and of what might be possible in their own life and um hopefully that they feel empowered to to create that whatever that is so yeah that would be my hope
0: i love that there's a feeling of at least for me when i'm working on something whether i'm knitting something or putting something to when i'm working on something from that creative place there's a sense of play about it mm-hmm. and and that sense of play sometimes can also be very empowering, especially if you're locked into a heads down, what do you do doing? Hurry up. Why isn't it done faster? How much money did you make from that? That sense of play can be so liberating. And one of the things I liked about the book is that there's this, there's a sense of lightness in it mm. that helps me feel as the reader that it's possible for me to follow this path. So thank you for that. I like that. Mm. Um, the book mm. isn't written as a should. Mm, um the you. book is like come play on this playground come on it'll be <laughs> fun i brought sandwiches it'll be good <laughs> I love that analogy yeah that's wonderful i'm really glad yeah. Karen thank you for talking with me Thank you I've been talking with Karen Kinney her new book is Doorways to Transformation Everyday Wisdom for the Creative Soul You can find out more about Karen and her work at karenkinney.com that's k a r e n k-i-n-n-e-y karenkinney.com and of course you're always welcome over at karenhager.com that's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events you can even book a private session with me there if you're so inclined and you can look for me on instagram where i share some of those misshapen (laughs) yarn creations um i'm working on a on a shawl so my wife gave me for christmas um a a pattern for this very vibrantly colored shawl. So it was a pattern in about 68,000 balls of yarn. And I'm working on that right now. And anytime you work with uh, yarn in more than one color at once, you have like Little strings going everywhere, and there's the little bits hanging up that you have to um, manage. So I'll put a picture of that on Instagram so that you can marvel at the number <laughs> at the mar- number of threads that are available um, here. So on Instagram, I'm uh, Fog City Psychic. You also can see uh, more out of the fog content and updates on whatever jigsaw puzzles I'm fooling around with at the moment, and of course the adventures of Maisie the dog. So Fog City Psychic on Instagram. You're welcome to join the fun. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world. And a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.